we live in the world, but we're not of this world. It's no secret that we don't live in a perfect world. It's no secret that, there's no, that there is darkness in this world. It's no secret that the devil exists. It's no big surprise for us. It's in the Bible. It says you will have uh, trials and sufferings in this world, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. So I know that the past year and things that you see online, I know it's jarring. I know it can be grieving and upsetting, but God wants to remind you today that he warned of this. It's, it's, it's a moment where we need to take heart and remember that God has overcome. Take heart, I have overcome the world. And so our reality is that Jesus lives inside us. Our reality is that we're saved. We live eternally with Jesus. We are one with him. Our reality is that we have the inheritance of Jesus Christ that he provided for on that cross. By his stripes, we are healed. That's your inheritance. He did not give you a spirit of fear. That's your inheritance, not fear. Fear can't be there. You know, he's giving you an abundant life. So when we see darkness manifesting in this world in different ways, it is not the time to be like the world and be distressed, but it's time to take heart and say, God, you warned me of this. And now I am appreciating your life in me and the inheritance that you've given me more than ever, God. You know, when you can see in the spiritual reality, this is God opening up our eyes to how much we need him. Just like the Israel, Israelites, when the plagues come, now their eyes are opened up. Wow, I'm so relieved and blessed and grateful that I'm a child of God and I'm not like the Egyptians because now with all these plagues happening, I'm not getting sick, I'm not dying, I'm protected. And on top of that, God's answering my prayers and generations worth of prayers of ancestors of prayers by delivering me and my family out of slavery and we're actually going into the promised land and even the Egyptians are favoring us giving us silver and gold you see the the Israelites eyes were opened up to how amazing God is there they started receiving more of the blessings of God in that time when the plagues came, when, when darkness in the world was, was more, the, lighter, the, the light of the world, the light of Jesus became more evident and powerful and real and necessary in their lives. But we have to keep our eyes in the spiritual realm. If you get too distracted on social media or listening to other people, even listening to other Christians that don't have their eyes in the spiritual reality, you'll, you can forget this. So I know that God is gonna bring deliverance and freedom to you as you receive this message today. I love that, that this amazing miracle of so many miracles that people received through this little video happened December 31st. I love that he did that because I'm gonna look back and remember 2020 was the year that God blew me away like never before. 
and many of you in the same way, many of you that even received miracles from that, from that video on December 31st, it was 2020, the year when everyone said it was the worst year ever, God made it the best, even in the midnight hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this, this past week I know has been, has been um, jarring, um, seeing things and maybe even seeing posts or things or ways people have acted that even call themselves Christians that isn't acting much like Christ. I know it has been very jarring. But what, what we have been seeing happen is we've been seeing an idol being built more and more and manifesting more and more. And our eyes, God, God revealing the idol that has been there, the political idol, the idol on a man, the idol on a political system, a political party that is higher than God, where faith is in a man Faith is in a political party more than God. This has been happening for a while now, but, but what we have seen that has been a bigger manifestation of it. And what God does in the Bible, what he does is when people build idols, they have been doing this throughout history. People, God's people will build, some, some of God's people will build idols from time to time. But what we've seen him do is when people build an idol, God brings it down. God tears it down. So we are seeing God tear it down while people are trying to build it higher. And it's being torn down. So this is what we are seeing happen right now. Um, but this is not a time to, to be um, upset, you know, I know many people feel upset, like I can't believe this is our country, I can't believe this is happening, but our hope is not in America, our hope is in Jesus. Our pride is not in America, our, our pride is in Jesus. And God has promised that we will go glory to glory. God has promised us that we should have hope that we are gonna see greater things, that we are going to see the body of Christ, the church beautified as time goes on, that Jesus is not returning until the body of Christ is without blemish, the Bible says. So we have this hope that even if things look dark and concerning, darker than we realized, we have this hope that we are going glory to glory, that Jesus is, is bringing a mighty revival, that this is like birth pangs of revival. This is, is showing us God is on the move. We need him. His people need him. So this is a time to rejoice. This is a time to have hope. Hallelujah. We are the light of the world. And so let's act like that, you know, it, on your social media pages, wherever you have influence, be the light of the world, bring hope, don't bring despair, bring hope, bring love, bring life, because Jesus is not concerned. Jesus knew all this would happen and Jesus has a glorious, amazing plan for you, for the church, for America. Hallelujah.
2 Corinthians 11, 3, it, Paul says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you received a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. So Paul is concerned here with the people of God because he brought the pure, simple gospel to these people, to the, to the church. But he's noticing that there's false prophets coming around, that there's different gospels that are being preached. And these gospels would have been in the name of Jesus. These gospels were, were bringing a different Jesus. They were saying, this is Jesus, these false apostles, these false prophets, these false teachers in this day. They would say, this is Jesus, but they were bringing different things like religion, like um, back how, what the law was like before Jesus came. They were distorting the gospel. And Paul was concerned because he says, you put up easily enough with this gospel. You should be quick to know this isn't Jesus. This isn't Jesus that Apostle Paul preached. This isn't love. This isn't simpli the simplicity of Jesus. Paul urges this warning, and God wants me to urge this warning to you today to not neglect the pure gospel that you have received to not neglect the simplicity of the gospel and to not neglect the simplicity of the assignment that God has given you. The assignment that God has given you, that God has given all of his children is so simple. It's really simple. It's to bring Jesus to this world, to be the light of the world. And we cannot do that without loving, without loving our neighbors, without loving our enemies, without loving the people we disagree with. Not just saying you love them, but with your actions, with your words. Everything is done out of love. What God has called us to do is bring the kingdom of God to this earth. And that looks like preaching the gospel, the simple gospel of Jesus, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead. This is a great commission that Jesus gave us. It is simple. It is simple. But all of that is done. The, the, the preaching of the gospel, the healing the sick, the casting out demons, the raising that, the dead, it's all done out of love. It's all done because we love Jesus. We love Jesus so much that we want to obey his command, that we would love him first more than anything else with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And second, we would love our neighbors as ourselves. That's, that's the simplicity of the gospel. That's 
we have to focus there, focus there, focus there. When we can focus there and get that in us, I love God and I love him with everything, which means I will adopt his heart. I will receive his heart. He loves his people. He's commanded me to love his people. So I'm going to make this my mission. I'm going to make this my focus to love his people. People I disagree with, people I agree with, people who are mean to me, people who are nice to me, people who are my friends and family, people who are my enemies, everybody I will love, I will love them, I will love them, I will love them, I will love them, I will love them. That's what I'm called to do. That has to be our focus. That's your assignment. When you can get that in you, that's your one, one assignment. And when you focus on that one assignment, loving God, loving people, loving God, loving people, now you become more like Jesus. When you focus on that, that assignment of loving God, loving people, he starts to make your heart more like his. He starts to make your mind more like his. He starts to open up your spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. So now you're no longer carnal, worldly, you're spiritual. And when you get to that point, then God can release anointing to you. Power of God, power of God. God, this is why you don't see miracles happening everywhere and through everyone. He wants to do it. He wants to release miracles through everyone. But he's, he's very... Uh, uh, he values his anointing so much that he's not going to give it to people who will abuse it. Anointing, power of God, it's real power. People can abuse it. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So when you speak life, when you speak you are loved, you are healed, that's power coming and the devil is pushed away from somebody's life. You're breaking strongholds that the devil has upon someone. You're casting out demons. You're casting out spirits of sickness, spirits of depression, spirits of anxiety. There is power when, you, when God's given you anointing and you speak that there is power. But in the same way, if you speak curses to someone, that power is in you and God gives you free will. So there's power when you speak curses to someone. There's results. That's why, that's how we see witchcraft and demonic things happening. People using power in the wrong way. People are using power from the enemy. So God does not entrust anointing power of God to just anybody. But what does he look for? People who are so focused on the assignment of loving God and loving people. So focused that it's taken over your entire life, your mind, your words, the things you post, the things you don't say, how you hold your tongue, the things you don't post, your obedience. Hallelujah. So when you get this down, loving God, loving people, this one simple gospel, simple assignment, now God puts anointing in you. 
Now, now you have anointing in you. Now you start to hear God's voice. You're not distracted in this world when someone needs healing. You're not consumed and distracted with, with what's going on in your life, but you serve them. You become a servant to them and you, you, you drop what you're doing and you focus on them and you be a vessel of God to them and you speak, I declare healing to you, sickness go. Or if you, you drop what you're doing and you spend time with someone who's having a really rough time and you're, cause you're able to hear God now because you've been so focused on the simple assignment, loving God, loving people. Now you can hear God say, drop what you were doing. Go do this. Go be with this person. Go love on this person. And now you can hear him speak to, speaking to you what to say to the person, to encourage them, to deliver them, to heal them. So that's it. It is so simple. That's what we're called to do. Love a God, love people. And when we can get that down, now we can start hearing God's voice. Now we can receive the anointing, the power of God to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to preach the gospel. When we can love God and love people so well, we understand God's heart. So we're preaching the gospel that apostle Paul preached, not the false apostles preaching. The false apostles and false prophets preaching things they were not focused on loving God and loving people. So they didn't have revelation when they read the Bible, but religion would creep in. The, the, the law before Jesus came started to creep in and they weren't receiving the pure revelation as they read the word of God. Or because they're so focused, they're not, because they're not so consumed with loving God and loving people, there's an open door for the enemy to come in and put in pride and put in false opinions of things that are happening in this world. Conspiracy theories, jealousy, hate. There's an open door for the enemy to come in when we're not focused on this assignment of loving God and loving people. So, don't be distracted, children of God. Don't be distracted from your simple assignment of loving God and loving people. That is where the power is at. That's where the power is at. That's when God can release real power of God to you when you are full of the love of Jesus. That's where the power is. This is the spiritual way of doing things. God says, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit. So by the spirit is a super different way than the way of this world. People in this world would think you're crazy if, if, if when you say the real power is in loving people and loving, loving God and loving people. But really that's how God's power is able to come. God's power is more powerful than any kind of power of this earth, of this world. But what has happened this year or this past year, 2020 and moving on now, 2021, what has happened is the enemy has come through with a huge scheme of distracting the body of Christ from the simple assignment 
Of course he did because that's where the power is at. Of course the devil wanted to distract the people of God. This distraction came from all of the darkness happening. We shouldn't be distracted with all these, with a pandemic coming. We shouldn't be distracted by people acting without love, uh, with conspiracy theories, with what happened at the Capitol. We shouldn't be distracted. We should be aware of what's going on in this world so we can pray, so we can hear from God words to encourage others and what to do and what God's saying. But we shouldn't be consumed with the darkness that's going on. But there's been that temptation once COVID hit to just fill your days with the news, to fill your days with social media, simply seeing all of the drama that people are saying and arguing about and conspiracy theories. Started with COVID and then as the year progressed, Christians fighting online about topics, about the issue of, of God is, is ending systemic racism. That is a movement that he began last year. Well, there was a, many Christians in disagreement about what God is doing with that issue. Then we have the election. Once again, many Christians disagreeing so much. Drama, drama, drama. People speaking not like Christ to one another on social media. And that, but that is a temptation for you to be consumed with the drama, to read it and to post. We gotta be careful because it's an open door. It, you can open a door to the enemy when you're looking at, at, at certain Christians not acting Christ-like. This is a time you have to guard who you're looking up to. You know, don't see leaders that you, maybe you looked up to before all of a sudden acting in a way you never saw before and speaking not with love and judging. Not that, now is not the time to um, see that and make excuses and say, okay, now I can do what I really want, what my carnal flesh wants to do, and post my judgment and hate and my own opinion. No, you see, you see how there is, there is an open door of the enemy right now to be distracted and to be misled. And while we're doing that, while you're doing that, while you're scrolling, while you're like amazed at what's happening, shocked and just consumed by that, and then consumed with posting your own opinions on things that maybe God doesn't want you to do that or isn't quite necessary. When you're doing all of those things, what's happening? The kingdom of, kingdom of God the work of the kingdom of God is not going forward. It's not going forward because the way it goes forward is when we're consumed with loving God and loving people. Many churches have neglected to, to me, but I think about how 
I'm so grateful that there were parks for us to go in. I think about that TikTok video that I shared that so many have received miracles through and a big part of it is because people could see physically how God was touching people with the power of God in the video and it, may, it, it, it increased faith in people. Wow, Jesus must be real if I can see how that person's crying or that person's falling down with the power of God and people feeling chills. It was because they were witnessing God moving in a physical space. It, they, were, they were witnessing a church gathering together. So there becomes a distraction too when we become so distracted with the fear of COVID that we can't meet together, that we don't meet together, missing, you're missing out on miracles that God could be doing. You're missing out on millions receiving miracles through a TikTok video because that video is not able to be made with God moving in power as the believers gather together. As he said in Acts, never neglect the gathering of believers. When you remain focused on the assignment of loving God and loving people and what that looks like, which that looks like humility. Humility, when we say love God, love people, that means humility, humility, humility. If you want to know what love looks like, this isn't just fluffy words or just something you say, I love you, God, but it's with your actions and it's with humility. But when you can be so consumed with this, have this on the forefront of your mind every day, called to love God and love people. So I'm called to have humility always. I'm called to humble myself always. I know that I, I know that I don't know everything. I I leave room for God to confound me. I leave room, even if I think that, even if I. Even if I believe so strongly that I heard God say something to me, you know, even if I really believe this is God, what I believe, I still leave room for the possibility that maybe I heard him wrong. If he wants to confound me through a person, through a dream, through an encounter, through a message like this right here, I'll let him do it. I'll let him do it. That's humility. But when you don't put on that humility, you're closing the door to hear God's voice. When you keep it simple and focus on this assignment and have humility, you are allowing God to lead you into all truth. It's not hard. It's not difficult. You know, this is such a confusing day we live in. I know there's so many like, conspiracy theories and there's so many people in the body of Christ that have such conflicting ideas of what God's saying and what God's doing. So it can feel like a time where of like confusion. But I'm telling you that it is not hard to hear God's voice. God didn't make it difficult. It's simple. It is not hard to have discernment. I'm telling you, it's simple. It's the assignment of loving God and loving people and having humility. When you do that, God, that, that opens the door for God to give you wisdom. 
It opens the door for God to give you discernment. Because you've become so much like him when you do these things that you can sense when someone's not speaking like he would speak when they're not speaking out of love. It gives you eyes to see injustices that are happening that people with pride or religious spirit can't see. But because you become like Jesus, you are able to see people with compassion, how Jesus would see them. You're able to repent because you don't have pride in your heart, but you have humility. So what happens when you stop going the spiritual way, stop being focused on the assignment and loving, loving, loving God and people is you start to go into the might and power way. And this is what we're seeing happening in the world today and in America today and among many people in the body of Christ is people are trying to do things through might and by power, even though they're saying it in the name of God and that it's God's will. It's not. They're taking things. They're trying to do things with might and by power and not going the spirit way. But when you do that, that's when you're closing the door of hearing God's voice. That's when heart, your heart, the heart hardens because you become so blind. You can't hear anything once you go down that road. And don't humble yourself. This is what, uh, Saul, what happened to Saul. Saul who became Apostle Paul. Saul was very religious. Like, he was a Jewish leader. He was so scholared and educated. And in, 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 in the days of today, he would look like a Christian leader today, but one who's bringing um, the false gospel in the name of Jesus. And so zealous about it and so convinced he's right. You know, so Saul thought that Jesus was a false messiah, a false prophet and false messiah. And so what does Saul do? He goes, I'm going to kill all the Christians. And he goes on this manhunt and he was responsible. He was the leader of that. I mean, many different people were killing Christians. He was the leader of that, going truly on a manhunt. So you can see how when he took things in his own hands and might and power, what happened? He became so blinded. But, you know, if he was focusing on the assignment, love God, love people, love God, love people, be humble before my God. And if he was focused on that, he never would have done those things. I mean, he knows that God doesn't want people to kill. I mean, the, the, the law at that point says, thou shall not kill. So he went out of the spirit way. You know, he could have acted differently. He could have been like, you know, he had this opinion, no evidence really at all, but he had this opinion that Jesus was a false prophet, a false messiah. He had this opinion. And so he feels inside, oh my gosh, he's so evil. This is so horrible. 
This is just a disgrace. Ah. I mean, for him to go kill people, imagine how he was feeling inside, like the hate. Convinced that Jesus was the devil. Um, but God calls us to love our enemies. Our enemies, you know? He calls us to have hope for everybody. Like bad people in this world, murderers, evil people, we're still called to see them through Jesus's eyes and, and have hope for them and want them to know Jesus and want them to live a beautiful, amazing life with Jesus as they repent. We, we should be seeing people like that. That's how Jesus sees. Jesus never sees people with hate, wanting bad for them, never. So if, a, if Saul at that time was consumed with a simple assignment, he would have been feeling those nasty feelings inside, maybe, maybe the, the, the voice of the enemy, and he would have been more like talking to God, like, God, I'm getting weird feelings about <laughs> this guy, but, you, but help me, Lord, help me to see him through your eyes, help me to love him, and Lord, I know it's possible that these feelings can be wrong. Like, I know that the devil exists, and I know that he comes with lies. Sometimes he comes with lies of jealousy, right? Sometimes he comes with those voices. That's not truth. So God, I give you permission to confound me if that's what's going on. I leave room for that possibility. Do you see that heart, like what if he had that heart? That's the kind of heart that God wants you to have. Not, oh, I'm getting weird feelings and I see a lot of people agreeing with me about this Jesus guy. He's a false messiah. Oh, we got to kill him. I know this is God's will. We got to kill all the Christians. I know this is God's will. Like that's stubborn. That's um, skeptical and critical and prideful and not leaving any room for God to confound you. That's not humble. And God is so good. God will lead you into all truth when you are humble and when you're consumed with loving him and loving people. He'll lead you into all truth. I'm telling you, if, if, Apostle, or if Saul, who became Apostle Paul, if he did that, you would have seen God, God show him. You would have seen God reveal to him, or you would have seen him being able to hear God's voice saying, this is actually my Messiah, my, this is actually the Messiah, my son. You're wrong. It's the devil um, sending voices to you. That would have happened. Um, but because he didn't leave any room, he didn't have any humility, didn't leave room for God to confound him, he became so blinded, so blinded spiritually that Jesus had to blind him physically to get his attention. And then, wow, God had such compassion and forgiveness and hope for him that Apostle Paul became the biggest faith hero in the New Testament, writing most of the New Testament. It's amazing. It's, it's what Apostle Paul should have had that heart for Jesus. Like, if this guy's false, I really want him to find God that I know. That would not make him go kill the Christians if that was his heart. And, and all the Christians following Jesus. 
Imagine if he had the heart that Jesus had. Imagine if Saul had the heart for the Christians that he was killing, that Jesus had the heart for him. 1 Corinthians 9, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 19, it says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. This is Paul speaking this. To those not having the law, I became like the one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Apostle Paul says in the first verse, verse 19, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. That's powerful. I've made myself a slave to everyone. Okay. Apostle Paul was focused on the simple assignment. Loving God and loving people. We are called to reach, to reach people one by one. There is an opportunity constantly for God to use us and to touch someone, to release a miracle, to deliver someone, to save someone from suicide, to lead them to Jesus. I mean, all the time, there is just, God has people in line in our lives. But we have to be like Paul. I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible and not be distracted doing things in might and by power, doing things by worldly systems. We have to be focused on this assignment to win people. That's got to be your heart. That's where the power is. That's what your purpose is. Not to get to the bottom of the conspiracy theories. Not, I mean, what Paul's talking about here is that he's, he's becoming like the culture to receive them. Not, um, not compromising morals. I don't mean it like that. But what I'm trying to say is, here's one example. One example would be like, if you go to a different country and like they have certain customs and you don't really want to do those customs, um, like you're an American, but the way they do things, um, it, it shows honor to the house guest or something um, when you finish your plate or something like that, you know, uh, th things like that. Or if you bring a gift to the, 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 the dinner party guest, host of the house, oh, it, it, in their culture, it, it's such honor and it's how they receive love. So you're not going to be stubborn and coming your own way like, I'm an American, they'll understand. But you have this mindset of Jesus that Paul talks about. I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel. So when you go to this dinner party, um, that's, you should have that heart. Not like, oh, this is my time, I'm on vacation, time for me to enjoy. But you should have this, this mindset of, 
I'm becoming a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. This is an opportunity. So what's the wisdom, God? What's, what's the wisdom to reach these people? And then God would give you that wisdom, you know, finish your plate if that's the custom there, for example. Okay, I'm gonna do this to reach them. I'll become accepted to them as I, as I show them love in their way, you see. So another example is, 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 is using tools, things in this world as tools for the kingdom. Being so focused on our main assignment that you see these tools that God's given us in the right way. Let's say social media, for example, you know, and TV. Before social media, there was TV. And a lot of people were like, the TV's awful. A lot of maybe Christians even were like, the TV, the TV's from the devil because there are a bad programming on there. There are uh, explicit programming on there, foul language and things like that. Um, and also people get addicted on it. I mean, people just lay on the couch all day. This is awful. We need to ban it. Um, but what if you have the perspective of God as, wow, this tool that's in the world, that is a cultural thing that people of the world are using, and they're using it for bad things. Why don't we use it for the kingdom? Why don't we use it for good? We don't concern ourselves and get distracted with the people of the world, how they're using the TV. We don't get distracted by that. We know that people will do what they'll do. We, you know, but, we, but we're gonna be focused on our assignment. We could use the TV for the kingdom. Wow, imagine if we could have a program where we minister on TV and it reaches millions of people and millions come to Jesus through this TV, through this tool. Wow, that's amazing and that's how God wants us to think. And that's how it is with social media too. So, but what if you come with this religious mindset or different kind of mindset of I don't want to be a part of the TV. I don't want to do a TV program show because that's of the devil because some people are using the TV for bad. Same way for social media. And the enemy will come with that distraction, knowing how powerful a tool can be used for the kingdom. He'll come with a distraction to try to make people receive a false doctrine to leave the tool. And there's a scheme coming now that where people want to ban or leave certain social media and other things, uh, when, what if we were focused on this? This social media here is a way that millions can receive Jesus. This is where people are. People are there. Non-Christian, Christians. This is how America and the world just is today. They are on TikTok, they are on Twitter, they are on Instagram, they are on Facebook. Right now, probably you're not seeing me looking right in the camera for many of these because I have two Instagrams going, a TikTok and a Facebook going because not everyone prefers different things and that's fine. God sees it as, okay, my people are here, this is where I can reach them on Twitter. My people are on Instagram, this is where I can reach them. My people are on Facebook, my people are on TikTok. So 
go there, go there, go there, go there, and be a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I don't care about your opinions of Twitter. I don't care about your opinions of TikTok. Go there for me, Jesus says. Go there to reach my people. But when you become distracted on the sole purpose, you lose that wisdom to see how these tools can be used for God's kingdom. Hallelujah. So God wanted me to reveal there's, there's certain schemes of distraction that's coming that the enemy wants to bring to the body of Christ to keep some people from receiving Jesus and to keep um, believers from preaching the gospel, from sharing the gospel. And God is putting an end to it today, releasing truth, releasing his truth. Don't be distracted by, by anything. Stay focused on the simple assignment. God says, I am simple. I care about my people. Be after my people. Trust me. You see things going on in the world that are out of your control. You see things happening at the Capitol and things like that that's not in your house. Trust me with that. Pray and focus on me. The best thing you can do is serve Jesus, is be a light for him, is be intimate with him like never before. That's the best thing you can do. Better, more powerful than posting opinions that might not really be from God. And you know, God says, uh, James 1.19, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. When you are so focused on the assignment of loving God and loving people and having humility, this scripture will be in you. It's not necessary to speak everything on your mind. God isn't calling you to release every opinion. Oh, we... When we have this assignment in us so much, we see the responsibility that we have. Oh, we never want to mislead people. We never want to be misrepresenting God wrong. We never want to misrepresent God. Oh no, that would grieve us more than anything. We never want to displease God. That would grieve us more than anything. So what do we do then? Be slow to speak quick to listen, and slow to become angry. Hallelujah. You know, there, I see a lot of passion for evil to be destroyed in America. And that, that's a good passion. That's a good passion. But Saul also had that passion. Saul had that, that passion to destroy evil, but he was trying to destroy Jesus. So what God is saying is, you know, that is a good passion to destroy evil, to destroy the devil's kingdom. That is what I've called you to do. But there's a right way to do that, and there's a wrong way to do that. The wrong way is to be like Saul to take things in your own hands by might, by power, and be distracted from the assignment. But the right way is understanding the power of Jesus in you and 
desiring that power to grow. That's what he wants. He wants to increase the anointing in you. So miracles are happening in you. But the only way that happens is when you're focused on the assignment. When you're focused on loving him and loving people more than anything else. When you're consumed with that. So this is the spiritual way that when you see evil in this world, that you don't run to post something that is judgmental, might just be your opinion, but to instead love people like never before. Hold your tongue. Focus on allowing God to pour more anointing in you. Wow, I want all evil I want this evil to be destroyed, Lord. I want your kingdom kingdom to advance. And I know the way that happens is when the anointing increases in me. And how does that happen? By loving you and loving people and, and proving that to you, God. By proving that to God with your actions, with your obedience. Now he can pour the anointing in you. So, um... In this, it's seemingly chaotic in the world's way, times, it's time to go back to the simplicity of the gospel. Here is where you will see real power happen. You don't need to be consumed with what's going on in the White House. Focus on your assignment and let God release revival through you. When the church is not distracted, but becomes focused on the assignment, this revival will grow. Then you'll see God bringing people and their hearts being changed from the inside out. That's what we're called to do. There will be evil in this world. There will be darkness. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God's promises are yes and amen. Revival is here and now, and it's going to grow. So it's time to stay focused on the assignment, focused on Jesus, focused on revival. Get excited about it. I'm telling you, God's excited about it. Oh, he was excited in the times of the plagues because he knew what he was about to do. The mighty signs and wonders and miracles he was about to do. He knew he was about to reveal, oh, how he was with his people. He knew he was about to answer prayers of hundreds and hundreds of generations of the delivering the people out and bringing them now into the promised land. He was excited. So God is excited Let's get excited with God and let's be used by him. Let's have his heart and lead others to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, God, for bringing your truth. I thank you, Lord, for your amazing love. I thank you, God, that you are protecting us. I thank you, God, that You've given us protection completely, so there's no need to fear at all. I thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing, God. I thank you, Father. Your plans are perfect, 
And I declare all the spirit of fear to go out of every person watching now in Jesus' name. I declare it to leave now. Go in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. Panic attacks, go in Jesus' name. Suicidal thoughts, go in Jesus' name. Religious spirit, go in Jesus' name. Judgmental spirit, go in Jesus' name. Critical, skeptical spirit, go in Jesus' name. And I declare the, the false doctrines like Apostle Paul talks about, the false doctrines that you've heard, I expose them now. And may God, I release this anointing to you so that God will reveal to you more and more, give you his eyes and ears of discernment and wisdom of things that you might have received that weren't from him. May you receive the true, pure, simple gospel of Jesus Christ now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May you be full of the perfect peace of God now. I release his peace to you. I release his joy to you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God is leading you into his truth now. I see him leading you into his truth as you receive him and receive that heart of humility. He's leading you into all truth. It is a moment in time right now where he is exposing the false and revealing the true. And I release those spiritual eyes to see now in Jesus name. No longer will you, you will not be deceived. You will not be in a place where there's no power of God. You will not be misled, I declare in Jesus name, but you will be in God's will. You will be where God wants you. You will be in the power of God and you will be in a place where you will receive anointing. You will receive the power of God. I release this power of God to you now in Jesus name. I release this prophetic anointing to you now in Jesus name. I speak healing to every disease in every body. Be healed in Jesus name. Be healed every cancer, every disease. Go in Jesus name. COVID, get out of your body in Jesus' name. Get out of your family member's body in Jesus' name. And I declare this COVID to get out of this nation, to get out of this world. And I declare that spirit of fear to get out of America and out of this country. May believers arise in faith in Jesus' name. You will not be haunted and plagued with fear of getting sick anymore. That spirit must go in Jesus' name. God wants to do miracles through you and heal people through you. And this will happen as this fear goes and you choose to believe that God is protecting you and won't get you sick and won't spread sickness to others. In Jesus name, by his stripes, you are healed. In Jesus name, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I declare every addiction to go in Jesus' name. Addiction to pornography, get out in Jesus' name. Sexual spirit, get out in Jesus' name. A spirit that comes in the night sexually, I declare go in Jesus' name. Demonic dreams haunting you, go in Jesus' name. Arthritis, go. Pain that keeps coming when you exercise. I declare it to go in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Trauma, trauma in your mind that's plagued you from abuse from, from people in your life as a child, as a teenager, trauma that's, that's haunted your mind. I declare that to go in Jesus' name, the memories to go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are a revival carrier, and I declare that you will be a mighty vessel of God in this harvest now in Jesus' name. It's time for a shift. It's time for a shift. God is waking up believers, waking up believers, and it's time for the shift now. It's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to rise up with faith. It's time for you to rise up and say no to fear. It's time for you to rise up and love and not hate, love and not judge, to not post, but to be silent. It's time now to get serious about serving God. It's time now to get serious about serving God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is what God says. It's time now to get serious about serving me, he says. He, this 2020 was a year of waking up. Now is the time to get serious about serving him. Thank you, Father.